2: mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up if you want to do it just by the telephone we can do that also and you can give the office a call 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also like i said earlier we do have with us from mount Carmel, illinois prophet tom well praise god we're
3: we're, we're talking about uh, this weekend the attitude of the heart everybody has a heart everybody say amen well, that that settles that. Now you've all confessed, all right? So we can't have anybody in the audience th- today or the rest of the weekend uh trying to figure that they're exempt from this particular exercise in the heart, all right? We all I I saw you, I heard you, okay? You got a heart. And thank God that you do. Let's go to let's go to Psalm 66:18. Okay? Hallelujah. Going to get a little deeper. A little deeper, you know, that's what a prophet will do. He'll get you out there until you get just about neck deep in the water and then he'll ask you to take one more step and then you start going gluck, 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 as the water starts rushing in, right? But then, the, the then, then, you know, what I loved about Peter was that when, when he sank, the scripture says, and immediately the Lord reached down and pulled him up. But old Peter at least was willing and had a heart that was willing to crawl out of that boat, didn't he? you ever crawled out of the boat? Sure, some of you have in your own ways, okay? You'll crawl out of the boat many times before this is over. But God, but again, the plan that God's got, you know what? You can cheat and read the last section. We win. Okay? We win. We win. We win. 66.18. If I regard the iniquity in my heart. Now, now he, he said, if I do this, okay, the Lord will not hear me. Now, 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 boys and girls, look at me real closely, because what prophets do, they get you in these positions, okay? They get you in these predicaments. I got gotcha! you, okay? I'm about to get you. So, I want you now. If, if it's time to run, I suggest you run right now, because to know to do the truth and to do it not is what? sin, okay? Now, now, let's let's look look at this again. If I regard the iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You're going to have the, the iniquity regarded in your heart tomorrow morning. Okay. Now, uh, uh, and if you don't, we don't do something about it. What's going to happen? God's not going to hear you. How many wants God to hear him? I do. Amen. Now, the the, the neat thing about all these exercises, and I, I I always go back and try to make sure you understand. I have been through this exercise personally. Up close, okay? (laughs) Real close. Now, to tell you the first time that I passed with flying colors, I'd have to repent. Uh, Second time, I did better. The third time, it was doing pretty good. The fourth time, it it went all south on me again. These things take time. So don't get frustrated because, bless God, that you you, you try to put all this thing together uh, next week and it don't work. You know, if you start on Monday and by, by Shabbat next week you're not you got a pure and upright heart. Don't don't get excited about it and upset. You'll get there. The key is to keep on keeping on. Okay, to keep on keeping on. Let's go to Psalms uh, 73. But I'm going to tell you something. If you, when you regard the iniquity in your heart. When you regard it, when you know it, God's not going to hear you. Was there a chance he hears you? Well, sure. Then not we talk about the fact that you, even though you did the will of God and you did it and know your heart was wrong, it was all wrong? We covered that too, did Seventy-three of Psalms. Thank you. All right. One through three. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Now, we talked a little bit about this last night. There can be a palace place in your heart because of those heathens, those wicked people that are out here in this world, that bless God, that are multimillionaires or billionaires, and they don't even serve God. Well, in the end, woe unto them, okay? The end for them is going to be much, much worse than it is for uh, you and I. You know, when, when, you, when you begin to, to uh, understand that we, we walk right smack dab in the midst of the last days, we're at the, at the very doorstep of the mark of the beast, the very doorstep of a one-world church, a one-world uh, money system or bank, and bless God, we're at the very doorstep of every catastrophe that, that you're seeing day after day after day on television coming quicker and more and, and more powerful. This thing's over, folks. It's just a matter of time. The key is to make sure that you first know that. Most of the most of the world doesn't know that. Most of the United States doesn't believe that bless God, that not only the church but the United States of America is in a, in, a, in a mess, in a bind, and the United States is going down. And that's, that's the way it's going to be. Now, you having the opportunity to, to, to be underneath and mentored by a prophet of God, then we're able to do what? We're able to tell you what's coming. And I've told you the things and prophesied to you the things that, was, that the angel's come and shown me for years that's come to pass. The prophecies didn't fall to the ground. They stood. They stood strong. They're still coming to pass even today, as as you turn on the the, the TV set today, more and more. But we are preparing you, for you will not do what? You will not be surprised nor faint of heart. There's that heart again in it. When the time and the hour comes, and it's coming, it's coming upon us quicker than, than, bless God, any of us can imagine. But yet, at the same time, God is making provision for us. At the same time. This is the beginning of a nation. God said, I I didn't pick the largest people in the world. I smith, I, I, I picked the smallest people in all the world when I picked you, Israel. And we are about to now form... That nation, which has always been, that had been scattered, as the ten lost tribes, plus Judah, the Benjaminites, the Levites, and we are about to go back and fulfill the final chapter in the book of, of, of Acts. We will place the amen at the end of that book when we're done. No other generation that's ever been on this earth has had the opportunity and, bless God, the charge of God himself to fulfill the opportunity, except us. That's the reason that it's important that you pull together and understand these are your brothers and sisters that sit around you, that your forefathers knew and communicated with all those years ago when they came out of the wilderness and set their foot upon the land of Israel. We are the fulfillment, you and I. It's important to understand in order for us to do these things, we're going to have to do all that's written in the book. We're going to have to do the whole counsel of God, the one and the same thing. There is a God. He's real. He's alive. He's got, he has us orchestrated. Everything that's going on today on this earth, God has done what? I said last night, he has purposed the hearts of the leaders of this world. They're purposed. The, 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 the heart of the, of the Muslim nation, bless God, has been purposed by God to be here. They're purposed of God to try to destroy this, this great nation. They're purposed of God. And you say, well, God, how could God do this? Well, you know, you've heard me say so many times, that when you defile a living God, and that's what this nation has done, we defiled the living God. We turned our back upon him, we become fat and sassy, we had the good of the land, we have everything that every nation ever dreamed of having, we have. And yet at the same time, we walked away from this living God and now it's payday. And it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun to see. I know we were talking this weekend about all the, the farmland and how rich the ground is in here and all that water produces and how in the world could you believe that one day the people here even in this area will be starving to death because the same god that blessed god that created us is the same god that has to bring rain upon that ground for it to grow the same god that's got to bring it in due season at due time and all that all these things are going to become a great turmoil and people are going to gnash their teeth together and they're going to scream and they're going to cry in the end And then somebody, maybe just somebody, is going to say, we need to get the book out. We need to find out where we went wrong, because somewhere we went wrong. But you see, our nation doesn't think like that anymore. Our nation thought like that with Tom Jefferson and the boys, you know. But uh, because I I loved the the writings, and many of which I I, uh, uh, put down in a book that I never got actually uh, printed, I think it's still up on the Internet. I'm not even sure. I took all the prophecy out of the back end of it. Uh, is that still up on, up there? Okay. And, and, uh, but Jefferson had some, some prophetic things that he said. And, and, and his big, big thing was that at any time that this nation, as great as it will come, become, would turn its back upon the living God, he said, quickly this nation will fall. Look how quickly we have fallen from the grace of God. Did those did those good old boys know something? They knew one thing, they knew that there was a God in heaven, and they knew that He was real, and they knew under God this nation could make it. Without Him, it would fall. And now we're letting these letting these liberals out here wanting to take in God we trust off the money, and 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 you know they don't want you to they don't want you to pray, and 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 goes on and on doesn't it? And you know what you've all heard me say in the cities that you live in that I've come to. And the church did what? Nothing. Didn't do a thing. You th- again, you think, you think this thing that's going on with this, uh, this uh, uh, doggone uh, thing the Republicans are going around with, or I guess the Republicans, uh, uh, Tea Party movement, something, do you realize what it would have been like if every Christian in the United States of America would have stood up and gone to Washington, D.C., when he was trying to do the same thing he's done? absolutely destroy this country financially with this with this health package, health plan. You know what would happen? It wouldn't have got passed. But what, what did the church do? Nothing. The same thing the church has always done. Nothing. And folks I'm going to tell you something. That's the wrong heart and the blood that the church has on its hands just from those kind of things is going to be too much for them to endure. It will be too much for them to endure in the the end. Now, if you will, go to Psalm 78. 78. 78, 18, and 19. Now, listen to this closely because he's reminiscing here about coming out of Egypt. And he says, And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish... A table in the wilderness. Wrong heart, right? Yeah, they, they tempted God in their heart. Did they speak it out of their mouths? Yeah, it said, and they spake against God. But they first tempted God in their heart. See, it has everything, everything happens first here. First here. Well, I don't like that person. Oh, Really? It happened here first. Well, I don't like the way I've been treated. Where would that come from? First comes from here, then comes out of the mouth. Okay? So you, so you begin to realize the part that your heart has to play in getting yourself closer to God. God is there. He is able and waiting for us to get closer to Him. Again, wrong teaching and wrong believing will never let you get. That close to God. If you don't know, you can't teach it. If you haven't lived it, you can't even start to teach it. If you've walked through it, then you're capable of saying, this is what I did right, this is what I did wrong. Maybe you could learn from something within this for your own walk. But if they, uh, he said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Huh? Well, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> he, he could open up an ocean. He could say, let there be light when there wasn't light. Is there anything he can't do? No. Is a cup half empty or is a cup half full? See, and that's really where we come to with all this stuff, because what we got got to, to learn to understand with God, if you don't limit him, he is limitless. But if you limit God, then he's limited. Because you limited him where first? In your heart. Then you speak it out of your mouth by saying, real dumb things like well you know i can't tell my boss where to what to do with the job cuz i may you know may lose the job and uh, had to have, you're saying in your heart that god can't give you a better job if if you happen to need to serve god and the boss won't let you serve him are you going to limit god to that to that degree in your life are you are you going are you saying that bless God, That, you know, but, but I said that er, today earlier. What happens to us, we got a hold of this world and our trust. Now listen to me, our trust is more in the world than it is in God. We are willing to trust God as long as it falls in the osteopath of what we need, want, and understand. Out from under that, we're going to hang on to the world over here and let God, well, God, I love you, but... Man alive, I I you know, I mean I don't I don't I I I don't have I wouldn't have a job. How do you think you've got that job to start out with? Who do you think gave that to you? And if this guy over here is the boss is gonna keep you in the world, don't you think God is gonna let that be a stepping stone to you to move on to something bigger and something better? Or are you gonna limit God. You're gonna limit God and you're gonna let this guy over here pull you down. Because, bless God, you have made him, now listen, to callous your heart in a place, and now you're not going to be able to receive from God because you are afraid that God can't. Can God build, a, build you a, a table in the wilderness? Can God give you a better job than you've got? You know, people all the time say to me, well, i got, I got to work on Sabbath, and I just... I, you know, I just you work on Sabbath till, till the Lord Yeshua, Yeshua comes. If you don't stand up and do something about it, some some of you in this room need to listen to me today. You're defiling Sabbath, and you start defiling. You you you've, you've defiled God. He said you will throughout your generations. He didn't say maybe. He didn't make it an elective. I tried to be nice to everybody and say, look, okay, you're getting into this thing. Now, now, what you got to do is start praying and believing in God now that that boss is either going to move you to a better, uh, to a uh, somehow in the company where you don't have to work Shabbat, or bless God, it's going to be a stepping stone to move you over into another area so that you can and will have a better job. Now is that limiting God? No. Is that saying, can you, God, build a table in the wilderness? No. That is speaking positively about a God. That is saying, if you will do this, I will do that. If you don't do this, I can't do that and it will never happen. You can't limit God. There are so many ways to limit God. There's so many ways, bless God, brothers and sisters, to stop what God's trying to do for you. And, And, you know, it's like I talk about the angels and how the angels are set to be ministers for us, the righteous. And how that they're out here waiting to go to work and and some of you just the old me and old mine. You just don't understand. If you'll learn, and that's back on the table if you don't have it, if you'll learn to command the angels, if you'll learn to set those angels in array in your behalf, brothers and sisters, your life will change, and the world that you live in will change because they're waiting. And what some of you are going to hear on that day, which I always do when I get into the angel thing, one of the angels is going to come and say, hey, you, you, you remember back in in 2010? Yeah, yeah well you remember when, when when you were going to fast and pray till 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 you got a, a better job? We're using that right now, so we'll stay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, well, how come you how come you gave up? Well, I mean, after all, it had been two days, huh? it had been four days. I mean, I well, I mean, it just, obviously it wasn't going to happen. I just and then that's when the angel's going to want to knuckle you on the head. Have you ever been knuckled on the head? Okay, well, big thing here in the Midwest, getting a head enough is just an everyday thing for an eight-year-old boy, okay? So the, so the, so the whole thing uh, can, comes down to the fact that when God, the angel is going to say, look, your job was just to believe. Our job is to go out and make it happen for you. We're out here about to get this thing done for you, and all of a sudden, Huh? One of the other angels say, Well, pack it up, boys, get the lunch buckets, we're going home. He quit again. Yep, there he goes. Yep, yep. One of the men will say, Yeah, but we're just a few hours from getting this thing done. He said, Is it really like that? Look at me. Yes, it really is. They're there on your behalf. They're not gonna start doing in your behalf until you get stupid enough. To quit believing in your behalf. All you have to do is believe. They're going to do the rest of this thing. They have for centuries. But you've got to understand. You've got got to do something. First thing, and I've went through it how many times this weekend already, trust God. You're either going to have to decide this book is the truth for you and your family, or it's not. If it's not, then bless God, see you around. If it is, you're in the right building. Please understand what I'm telling you. Some of you should be way past where you're at, but you're still hanging on to this world out here and the the principles of this world, and you are afraid to trust God. And your heart needs to be delivered, and I pray to God tomorrow morning you'll be wise enough and brave enough to come up here and get delivered of that fear that's in your heart because it's there. And it's a shame, folks, because he is in place waiting for you. He can't do anything. See that again? That as a minister, it's my place to shake you, not physically. (laughs) Oh, there's times you know I'm a little boy, (laughs) but to shake you and and wake you, wake up, understand. He's a holy God. he says, be you holy. Having an upright and righteous heart is holy. Okay? That's getting you to the holiness part. And didn't I tell you in the beginning of all this, in year one, we will bring you to a place of holiness. We will. It's what it was like. I told you ladies, my wife will teach you to be a, a lady. And some of your cases she has. Some of your other cases, you're still kicking against the door. But she's gonna get that done. Why? The ladies are gonna be the ladies, the men are gonna be the men. Some of you men sitting here need to take, be taken out beside the shed and, and whip with the old proverbial horse whip. You're not running your homes, you're not the head of your families, and your children run crazy. You say, oh, was that all part of? It? Afraid so? Afraid so, that's all, that's all in the book. It's all in the book. And yet, at the same time, we want to we want to pick and choose and pick and choose and find out what we can get away with. Like I said, you're looking at the king of shortcuts right here. And you know what I found out? I could have probably got where I needed to be with God, maybe three or four or five years sooner. But oh no, well, God likes me better than like that knucklehead. he I believe I can. I, I believe I can get over here and. Step up one step higher, than that group over there can do wrong. Heart, what does that do when you do that thing? Well, you know, after you get smart enough to repent from it, and that takes a while, then you kind of have to go back over here to square zero. Yeah, you kind of kind of you kind of get back demoted, and there you are. But you see, that's the way he has into doing what to humble thee, to humble thee to see what is in your heart. You're going to start down here again and start climbing that mountain, only this time you're going to make it, or you're just going to just turn around and say, you don't want anything worth it, I'm out of here, I'm done. And that out of here, I'm done happens every day, and that's what gets sad. It gets sad for everybody, folks. Why? Because the Lord God's trying to bring you in. The devil's trying to do what? Get you out. And sometimes we don't know whether we're coming or we're going, do we? No. Sometimes, it, sometimes we're sometimes we're walking around that wilderness out there, and bless God, we don't even know we're in the wilderness. But the key is to understand that God knew us first, and, that, and I'm going to tell you something that's big time stuff: to know that God knew us first. He knew and gave us the destinies of our lives. The Scripture says He knows when you will. Come from your mother's womb, and he knows when you'll give up the ghost. Your days are numbered. It scares the socks off the church. It's called predestination, and the church can't, oh, my, I can't stand to hear that. Get over it. You are placed here for a season and a reason. The communication that you had with the Father and the Son from the foundations of this world is now returning to you that once again, you're going to be able to understand who you have been and furthermore, who you are now. You are Ephraim. You are the children, the chosen of Almighty God Himself, to stand in this hour and this day and bring the nation of Israel full turn back together. Now, you look around and you say, well... You know, I I, I don't know. There's not that many people here, Prophet. Oh, you ought to have been here on the first one when I think there was 26 of us. Huh? You ought to have been here when we was out there in that middle room and I was standing in front of about eight or ten and said, God told me to tell you this. I said, He said that that, that He's going to bring people from all over North America right here into this building to have meetings. They kind of smirked and I kind of got big-eyed and... Here you are, here you are, here you are, the nation is coming together. The nation, the leadership of this nation is being formed with you. And for any of you that think that, well, I wish I was chosen for the one of the ten or I was doing that, the last thing those, those brothers want was to have been chosen, okay? This thing is not a picnic. Mm-hmm. The chewings are going to end up getting from this profit just for themselves isn't worth the job. Over you guys, okay? But that does not negate that there's not going to be many, many leaders in this thing. Ten people are not going to be able to lead millions. There is no way in this world that they're going to do it. It's going to take many, many dedicated, sold out and committed Leaders, and I say every one of these, you are the first fruits of all this. you know what that means? You're chosen in the leadership roles, and you better grab onto that and and quit looking at the circumstances, and bless God, do what? You look unto the Lord God. You look unto the, 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 the beginning and the ending of your faith, because he is more than well able. He'll get us delivered. He'll get us delivered. Some of you, you know, you know, I, I get after. Uh, <laughs> it seems like I'm always after those that aren't getting it done. Okay, but let me say something on the behalf of those of you that are giving it all you got. Job well done. For the rest of you that's doing this, and and I'm, I'm talking about making this your life. Well done. You're right where you need to be. Don't be con- don't be concerned. It's always those of you that bless God that think that you're. You're not making it. You're always the ones that aren't behind. It, it, it's always those that, bless God, that that think that they got it made. Are always the ones that are still standing over there in block zero and don't and think they're up here in block ten somewhere. I watched that for all these thirty some years, and it's never changed. I wonder what that's about. Well, it's about the heart. Okay, you can fool your heart. You can deceive your heart into believing your lie if you want to. Let's go. Let's let us go let us let us turn here to uh, 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 <clears throat> Psalms uh, 79. 79. We were in 78. This 79, 36 and 37. 36 and 37. Psalms 78. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Now, what's that talking about? That's talking about God's holy people. They did flatter him with their mouth. Oh, hallelujah, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. And they lied unto him with their tongues. We love you, we love you, we love you, we love you, Lord. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Now, steadfast means wavering, okay? Some of you that are here, instead of making this a way of life, you're not steadfast in the covenant. You're wavering. You're in one week, well, then you're out the next week. You're back in the week after that, then, well, you're wavering. You're wavering. You're wavering. You have to stop the wavering. That, 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 is a, that again, wavering does what? It will callous a place in your heart. And, and once you get your heart, as I said, completely calloused, you know what begins to happen then? Something very, very, very sad. None of this makes any sense now of God's Word. Now, uh, you, you remember uh, talking about how it was that the Lord God, uh, in the Scripture it was said, that uh, they, they were turned over to a reprobate mind. When the callousness of the heart, now it doesn't mean when it first just gets callous. After an appointed time, by only God Himself knows, then He will turn your heart over to what's called a retrobate mind to believe a lie. Okay? Now that's when you're done. That's when the game's out, and and that's the end of everything for you. And that's a place that what nobody wants to be. Somebody say Amen. So so we have to we have to guard that. Now one one of the things that you have as me being your mentor is the fact that if I should see, if I should see the callousness of your heart, and bless God, know that, that, that it had gone on for a time, this prophet will pull you to the side, not give you a talking to, just simply say to you, you have to understand, you're, you're at a very dangerous point with God. You're going to end up being turned over to a reprobate mind. Then what are you going to do? See, folks, God's going to really take us out of here. He's going to take <laughs> Somebody said that day it's a form of rapture, isn't it? No, 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 We're not going to be caught up and caught away. Well, we may get on an airplane and fly, you know, to one of those islands. But the thing of it is, we're, we're, we're preparing. We're preparing a place for you, even now, so that you can do what? We can prepare and get people ready to go home when the Lord God blows the shofar by the angel. And he will and we will. Long as you and I have ourselves in position and our hearts aren't calloused, we will hear all of this. You will be able to know. No man know the day or the hour, as, as Yeshua said, about the things of his Father and when the end would be. But let me tell you something. We can, we can see by the signs, the signs that Yeshua himself spoke about in the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew. You can see with the signs. You can see where we're getting to with, with the way that they're talking about the, 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 the chip that would go in the in the forehead or the or the hand. What, what's it all about? It's about the fact that folks, we are about, to bless God, be turned into a state of riotous, murdering thieves. And God's going to be kind enough to lift us up and take us out of here. If, if, you, if you want to go. We went out and we, uh, we scouted out the land, okay? We come back and the report was there's, we can take the land. There aren't any giants there, and if there were, <laughs> be gone in Yeshua's name. There, there is no reason in the world that that, 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 that won't turn out to be uh, a paradise for a paradise to come. No, no reason for it to do that. Now we're getting ready to take about, uh, I think, with the kids and everybody's going. I think there's about 23 people here in about three weeks going to go down and look at look that island over down there uh, even further, and then they're going to come back and they're going to be so excited that bless God that they're going to have pictures and stories and who knows I I may do the I may do my famous dance of the mustard bottle, I don't know, I don't know. You've never seen it, so be careful. Never seen it, huh? Dun, dun. Oh. No, no I, I can see right now, some of you, late at night, under a Milky Way that you reach up and grab onto, it. seemingly, the stars and a fire on the beach and the prophets out there. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a cigar smoking. Hey, wait a minute, I've got to bring up one, I, I heard we had an incident this evening, this afternoon, here at the church. I understand that the Squire and the Zipper, you know who they are, don't you? Oh, thank you. You see, don't miss Sukkot this year, okay? Now, now we're having a tag team wrestling match at Sukkot. Now, will my two precious brothers stand up, the, burpee, the Burpees? Now, this is the Burpee Brothers okay you can sit down now if you turn around and look the zippers upstairs patiently stand up and, and now and now and now let a willis squire please stand up there we have it. now it was told to me this afternoon that the zipper and the squire had on mask out in the parking lot huh taunting these two oak trees here will you okay <laughs> Now, they're little, but they're wiry. Okay, I want you. I, I, that's all. That's all I want to say. You don't want to. Somebody said, "Is there really going to be?" A, what do you think?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: if thou canst believe, brothers.
0: <laughs> and
3: I'm talking about big time believing now. <laughs> I love it. I love it I love it I love it you know bonding is something that when it happens can never be taken away and this group is starting to bond and it is really thrilling me we're brothers and sisters as I said we're family I don't care what color your skin is or how bald or how much hair you got we're family see I kept kept protecting myself in that deal okay (laughs) we're family and we're acting like family. And that's the way this thing's going to stay, is a family. Do your part. We need you. Well, as I said, we need each and every one of you doing what you're going to do for God's sake in this last day to get us to Israel. And then after we get there, to be able to do what? To be able to stand in place and build Israel. You see, we're that generation that's going to build upon the waste, the waste cities, the foundations of those waste cities. The desert's going to bloom uh the bible junkies for the longest time thought that was the people yeah, yeah, no no that's us coming back and building in the desert areas on those foundations that long since we're gone it's going to be a real ride it's going to be a wonderful ride and it's going to be an unforgettable ride glory be to god baruch hashem let's uh, let's do let's do now if you will be so kind to go to psalms 119 now this 119 thing goes on forever right you can you can learn you can learn through there. You can learn the, the, the alphabet for the the Hebrew alph- alphabet because that's all there, okay? And in and in, in and out and throughout all of it. 11905. 505. Oh how famous this has been. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, what what is what what is the word Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. In other words, God's word is going to show you where to go. Okay? It's a light. It is a lamp and a light unto my path. In other words, you're going to see where your feet's going. You're going to see the path so you can follow the path. What a wonderful thing that the Lord God would let his word be that. 111 of 119 says, Thy testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever. Now listen, thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. God's testimonies is the rejoicing of my heart. Then if I want my heart to rejoice, what's going to make it rejoice? God's testimonies. What's his testimony? Again, his word. So if his word is there, how's how's God's word get there? How do you transfer God's Word from here to there? Living it every day. Praying every day, Lord God, test my heart. Show me if there's anything wrong with my heart. If there is, take it away from me, Lord, and create in me a pure heart. A strong heart. A heart that will stand in the times of adversity. That type of a heart. Now there's there's two kind of well actually there's more than two kinds of people in this world. There's one kind of person at the at the sound of tragedy they 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 just come and go to pieces, okay? They just absolutely oh you can't tell me that happened. And then there's the other person that bless God will stand there and say God has this thing under control. I have the authority. I prayed over this thing. And it will be as God's Word says it's going to be. Now, now, why can't this person over here be like that person over there? Listen up. Because this person over here has lived it. He has lived it, or she has lived it, has made it part of the, This person over here has never been quite sure. This person over here is one of these people that still was hanging on to the Word and going to church three times a week. Okay, and then when and then when tragedy came, when persecution ariseth for the word's sake, and now what the word says, then bless God. What happened? They fell apart. No root in them. The devil came immediately and stole that which had been sown in them. But that one that had the root inside of him, hmm, no, he came back and produced a hundredfold. Some thirty, some sixty. Some, some a hundred though, folk. And the difference is, is you making that decision. Do you realize that you have control over your destinies? And that's the thing I don't think that people really can grasp a hold of. The devil doesn't have control over your destiny. The people down the street don't have control over your destiny. You do. But now listen to me. Thus saith the Lord God, unless you're willing to forsake all, Mother, father, brother, sister, aunts and uncles, next-door neighbors and church friends, take up your cross and follow me. You are not worthy if you're not willing to give all. What is all? That world. That world is all. So I keep saying, step out on the limb of faith. I told them up there in Michigan... Uh, the, uh, how that woman of faith, what it looked like. It's about on the top of this mountain, kind of like a Grand Canyon being down below. And there's this, this limb that runs out from just about here to probably that door over there. And it's always oh, it's about that big around and it's got other limbs coming up and you can walk out on that and, and you're, you're out there on that limb and, and there you are and you're looking down and you're about who knows how many a thousand feet or so or two thousand feet whatever number you want to use to the bottom of this canyon you look back over there and there's a stinking devil sawing that limb off you're standing on that's faith that's faith how are you going to answer that
0: oh help
3: are you going to rebuke that devil tell him to get off hey 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 you you get off of my what my limb okay are, are, are you going to be the one of those that are going to be standing there the, doing the oohs and the ahs and the what this and that and everything else well you see uh, brothers and sisters you just get, all you need to do is choose but the problem with choosing is you're going to have to do something you're going to have to let god's word be first and foremost in your life i've said it a number of times you're going to have to trust his word if his word says turn loose to the world You turn loose of the world with every opportunity that you have. So many people, you know, they they, they, bless God, they get these opportunities, and they don't turn loose of it. They're hanging on to it. Now, what is that going to do? That is going to callous your heart. Because, bless God, what you're going to figure is that, well, lightning didn't strike. Huh? Well, you know, you're hanging on to something that, bless God, that you're going to wish you let loose of. Because it'll take you down. It'll take you down with it. Okay? Psalms 139, 23, and 24. And, th- and here again, very similar what we read this morning. 139, 23, 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Now, wonder why he's crying out, Search me, O God. He knows he. He knows. Bless God your heart. Know my heart and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. What do you suppose he was doing here? He was saying, you know, Lord, I want to know my heart. Same thing we talked about this morning. I want to know my heart by you judging it, and not by me doing what? Not by me winding my heart up and letting it do what I want it to do. Because there's a big difference between what you want and what God wants. I, I'm going to tell you something. Very seldom is it what God wants between me and Him. I mean, of what I want in compared to what God wants. Every time it's what God wants. i got all these ideas. Well, this is an idea. What about this idea? What about that idea? What about this over there? God, again, has the plan for your life. He has your destinies in His hand. And let me ask you a question for those of you that bless God that have decided that you'll come into this thing and you will be that that Ephraimite Ephra- that you are and that you're in this for the long, the long haul has there not been a peace come over you that is unbelievable Amen. it's like you know for me it's like I search some for something even even in the ministry all of these years and all of a sudden, I found it. All of a sudden, a peace that passeth all understanding, that sounds very scriptural, doesn't it, has come upon me. I, I, I'm satisfied. I'm at home. I feel like that I've ministered in front of you for 38 years. I feel like that I've known you. I feel like that you're part of us. We are a family. We are Ephraim. We are Ephraim. We are Ephraim. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Stephen, that makes me feel good. Huh? To think. Isn't something to think that God would have chosen us? <laughs> look around, brothers. Don't smile. Sisters, don't smile when you look at us as leaders. God chose us to be here. God drew you. How in the world? How in the world did God draw you from all over North America? How did He do that? Oh, we'll know one day. It's your heart, though. Your heart, be ready. It gives you way to God, and it thrills me. It just absolutely thrills me to watch what's the things that, that, that bless God that are going on with the blog radio broadcast and, and, and the things that we're doing and going to keep on doing. But this thing is growing, and it is growing each and every month. Ephraim is gathering himself once again. The standards of the ten tribes are being raised above their tents in the Spirit even now. And we're coming to them. I've had people say, well, now, which one of those tribes? You know what, brothers and sisters, it really doesn't make any difference. We are Ephraim. We are Israel the house of Joseph and nothing nor nobody can take that away from us do we look different than than our brother Judah look at us huh look a little a little different don't we you guys I mean yeah and you know I keep saying I can't wait to the day that I'm sitting somewhere in the United States maybe in an airport and somebody walks by with one of these hats on that I don't know I'm going to jump up out of that chair and I'm going to tackle them right out there and right where they're at. <laughs> I'm going to tackle them and get them on the floor. What a day. Is it going to happen? It's happening. It's going to happen through you and through me and through us. We Ephraim. We're coming home. You think Judah knows? You bet Judah knows. Judah absolutely knows. Judah don't like it. But like I said, we're the only thing that's going to stand between Judah and the end of the nation of Israel altogether when it happens. They will open their arms up and they will receive us as who we are. And we will walk hand in hand up that holy hill together and worship our God. We will do that. Millions of us will do that. And like I said, folks, as soon as we can get you taught this thing will get, start growing even bigger. The more fellowships that we can put together, the better off we are. If you're here today and you want to do a fellowship in your home, and I don't care if it's just you by yourself, bless God see Todd in the back. Stand up, Todd. The squire! And, and if you don't act right, him and the zipper will be at your house with the mask. They need a couple practice bouts before they take on the oak trees, right? I don't know whether I want to be there for an offer that I'm not you know I don't know what a deal you know you couldn't do that in most places you could you couldn't have that much fun you know people don't think that I ever laugh (laughs) it's like Donna said in the beginning if you get to know him out from under that anointing he he, he's pretty good guy you know well, some of you had the opportunity and I hope that one day all of you have that opportunity as we grow together and we will grow together. Okay, let's, so uh, let's go on here. I'm going to, I'm going uh, <laughs> to, oh boy, am I ever. Okay. S- Psalms 147, three. Now this is the part that I want to make sure that you get underlined real well or circled. Okay. He healeth the broken in heart. And bindeth up their wounds. Who healeth the broken in heart? The Lord does. And bindeth up his wounds. He does that. Now how do you, how are you broken hearted? You can be broken hearted over all kind of things. Your wife, your husband, your children, your, your in-laws, your outlaws, and any other laws you got around you, okay? You, you, you can, you, you can be broken hearted. Over something happened to you when you were a child that somehow just didn't seem right. Callous. Those are the things I said said uh, last night will callous your heart. That's. A, but but you see, He's there to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal to heal their hearts. He's there, He's there, and He it will always be there. So see tomorrow morning after we get done, the neat thing is that God is going to be here to do all those kind of things, to, to, to rid you of bitterness and, and, and doubt and unbelief, that, that, there's there's one right there, uh, all those things that, uh, that, that go on, unforgiveness, as we talked about, and all those things that are there that are callous to your hearts. God is going to break the callous off of your hearts tomorrow. Now, folks, you, you, you money can't buy that. You can't go to the local bookstore and and buy yourself a whatever that is, and take it home and anoint yourself with it. No, but he's going to be here tomorrow, as he is right now. The two angels are going to perform their duties to do what? To bind up the brokenhearted, to heal the brokenhearted, and to release the callous upon your hearts. It's going to be spatial. This thing tonight is going to be spatial, but that, that, that thing tomorrow is going to be spatial too. Boy, am I glad I came? Amen. Am I glad that? Am I glad that I came this weekend? You bet I am. So, so when we, so when we, when we bring ourselves to the Lord, we're not really knowing what we're bringing, are we? We, we, we really don't understand because you see, in the beginning, you understand only as you can understand. You understand now you have, you have gone from uh, death unto life through receiving Christ, the Messiah, Mashiach, as your Lord and Savior. And you know that. Well, right then, that's all you need to know, right? That's all you need to know. You're now saved. You're now into the kingdom. And then all of a sudden, there's choices to be made. Now, where do I go to serve God? Well, where I got saved. And that's generally what happens to us. And then the next thing that happens to us is we find out that maybe that somebody that's a friend of yours is going somewhere else, and, and they invite you, and you go to their church, and all of a sudden you're sitting there going, well, there's more going on here than there is over there where I'm at. I think I'll go over there. And then you get over there, and then you have another opportunity, maybe to learn. Maybe it's the infillment of the Holy Ghost. Maybe, maybe it, it, it's, it's going on and on and on, and that's what happens. See, that's a reason that I've said from the beginning, if, if we could do this right, if we could get everybody to get along. Now, listen, we can't. But if we could get everybody to get along, bless God, it would be real nice to let the Baptists get everybody saved. They've got a salvation plan above and beyond anything that I've ever seen. And they don't do any different than I do, but they'll get you saved, and you're going to know you're saved. Now, you know what happens so many times with the Pentecostals? They get saved every week. Any of you ever been in a Pentecostal church where it seemed like every week you had to go back up and get saved again, didn't you? Whew. Boy, that's a tough one. Let's don't go there, okay? There, there's a problem with the heart there too, okay? Now, so, so with 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 all of uh, of that, then we we pass them over to from the Baptists, we bring them over to the, to bless God to, uh, to the the Pentecostals, get them filled with the Holy Ghost, and 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 bless God, let them run around the church, you know, they like to fall down a lot, and let them run around the church and fall down and do the old Jericho march, you know, huh? Send me, Lord. I'll go. You know, we got all that. And then we got, yeah, yeah. Now, girls, I love you, but the Pentecostal girls, you know, they wear those 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 beehives. Now them them ain't real, uh, and, and, and they go into what I call the Holy Ghost shakes. Okay? Huh? Huh? I've seen them suckers fly off and fly ten feet. Huh? <laughs> Look like a missile going across the room. But, okay, you're, you're getting the Holy Ghost here, okay? Now, we're going to send you on over to the Charismatic where the teachers are, and they're going to begin to teach you faith, okay? Now, when they get you all through that, if you, if you make it through that, then they're going to give you the phone number of this prophet.
2: Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.JewishProphet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor. Find out what's going on here and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your